Hello, everybody. We're late. It's episode 60. Oh my gosh. So late. I am Parlance. And I'm Fresher. <clears throat> episode 60, it's a big deal. Uh, We're getting numbers up there. Those are numbers. Sixes and zeros. We have some people commenting and waiting for us to go live. Yeah, uh, Tom is... Tom is saying, this live event will begin in a moment. Lies! Lies! <laughs> I did We're... post that uh, on Twitter, the new Tori Moi music video that just came out today, which is pretty awesome. I just saw it myself while I was waiting. So I have this... I unfortunately had you not showing right now, but now you're showing. People oh comment, some people commented about the magic of the beer pass. Did you see that? I did not see that. Well, magic it... of the beer? Yeah, last week we passed the beer right through the screen. Oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah, I did see that. I mean, you mean like commented earlier about it? Yeah. I I mean, we did pass the beer. <laughs> yeah. But we're not passing the buck tonight, my friends. You're getting a full show. It's only 30 minutes late, but that's okay. We're going to still do our full hour and 30, probably. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oh yeah, I, I did almost pick up a Heineken at the store today. Just, but I didn't know if I wanted to gratuitously support that. It's just kind of arbitrary supporting. <laughs> yep. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, if this is your first time watching, you could always tweet us live right now at Fresh and Par, or later on our uh, podcast, you could reach out and tell us some stuff that uh, you're feeling about our topics. Um, so you know, I just wanted to point out that you found a wallet. I did. I found. I was taking a car to go yesterday uh home late and in the passenger seat i mean i'm sure that the previous driver just you know swiped their wallet to do the card thing and then set it down on the passenger seat and i got in and like oh no there's a wallet right there and like uh i'm sure that they were at home at the time so like it's gonna suck the next day like i looked in it and it has like it has their car to go card and like all of their their bus pass and like they're, you know, it's just a wallet or whatever, but that's going to be the worst. So I tried looking up on Google and I Facebook messaged them, the person who I thought it might be based on the driver's license, but they didn't get back to me. So I, uh, I tried to call them today by Googling their phone number and uh, it worked. And they finally, I got in touch with them and I brought them their wallet today. So glad that got resolved. So there was also... A lot of cash in. I didn't. I would have put it if there was no cash. I might have just gone through the n- normal uh, cardigo process thing. But I don't think. I don't think cash would have survived. <laughs> did he give you a reward or she? Not. I mean, I don't think. I wouldn't have taken it if he did. Hmm. Hmm. But, so this is a good opportunity, people. If you feel like Fresher should have been rewarded for his goodwill, and and I don't think so. I mean, my reward is that I just hope that someone would do that for me. That's I mean, not, I'm not doing that's it. That's not a reward. That's no. You went out of the way. You delivered to him. Still, I mean, he didn't ask for that. <laughs> I, by the way, I think what you did is great. I would. I mean, I don't know if I would expect it, but I would at least expect an offer of twenty. I bucks. wouldn't. That's like tipping. Know. Tipping's dumb. Oh, there's a whole thing. There was a stranger article about tipping Uber drivers and like how Uber drivers like want to be tipped now, even though it's like not part of the thing i'm not going to tip uber drivers that's one of my favorite things about it like i don't care about the price per se like if they want it to like have more money for the drivers like raise the price i'm not gonna 
I like that they already set precedence that there's no tipping. I heard that a lot of restaurants in Seattle are also starting to take no tipping stances and just raise their their pays and prices, which I think is a way better idea. If it's going to cost that much, just make it. Don't do tips are stupid. Yeah, I like in Europe, you don't really have to tip. It's not expected. If you yeah. get like great service, you could do a little bit of an over tip, but you don't have to. I didn't even like want to do that. I mean, it's just like that's dumb. <laughs> so um I found something this weekend. And what did you find? I found that when I went to do my grilling, because I grilled both uh, on Saturday. Yeah. That for whatever reason, the uh, the propane tank in my wouldn't turn on. What? You mean you were out of propane? No. I wasn't out. It was still a little bit in there. It just wouldn't turn on. Oh, my gosh. So I found out what causes this. And... I'm not exactly sure what caused it, like what the reasoning behind it locking up was, but I guess there's like a safety mechanism on there. Yeah. That somehow gets it enabled. Didn't deem you a safe user? What was that? The safety mechanism didn't deem you a safe user? No, it de- it deemed that it was unsafe to use. Really? Did you get a new one? So, I don't have you So, here's the thing. I bought that one at a Costco. For yeah. like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. I don't like remember. Like it's not a refill one? I just get the refill ones. Well, here's the thing. So, I no, I bought it myself and I just go and refill it at the place that has a propane tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like a manual process. It's like at the at the U-Haul or whatever usually is where I see that. U-Haul. I actually go to McClendon Hardware. Hmm. Uh, but I've read, and there's a thing called Blue Rhino. Have you ever heard of Blue yeah, Rhino? Yeah, that's what I get. That's... I just got a new one today, actually. I'm ready for the summer because I just ran out when I tried to make hot dogs like a couple days ago. So uh, this is why I'm telling you. Did you know that Blue Rhino, essentially Blue Rhino will take any old... Yeah, I did know that. So since this one was broken, I just went in and gave him that one and took a new one. Yeah, and it's like $20. It's way cheaper. It's like $50 if you like get a straight up new Rhino one. Yeah, not only that, it's uh, I went to Rite Aid here because Rite Aid has it. And if yeah. you're a club member, it was only seventeen ninety nine. I just went to Lowe's. And it was... Uh, and yeah, the Rhino one, the blue Rhino, that's the way to go. Yeah, and on top of that, like they took my old one. Yeah, you don't have to deal with it anymore. I know, it was broken and everything. I probably should have put... Um, I read later that I think I probably should have put a message on there that said uh, recycle. Yeah. But I didn't do that. So now. No, I mean, I'm sure that they check. Like, there's no way that they just have, like, yeah, they have to, like, check the fill worthiness of them before they use them. Well, yeah, they definitely couldn't even fill it because the thing doesn't even turn. Yeah. So, but that was cool. So I got, now I'm back to having my. We're both ready. Yeah. For barbecuing. Why bar- I BBQ'd on both Saturday and Sunday. I made shrimp kebabs on Did Saturday. You, uh, throw some shrimp on the barbie. I threw some shrimp on the barbie with some no, asparagus. I, I, had to, I had to say it. Yeah. You call that a knife? <laughs> yeah. You call Wait, that Did a- he say the, the shrimp on the barbie thing in the movie? No, he didn't. Okay. Where is that I, from, anyways? Uh, it's definitely from Australia, but I, be- I do believe that there was a, a Cheech from Cheech and Chong. I believe yeah. he made a movie in the early 90s called Shrimp and the Barbie. Shrimp and the Barbie? Yeah. That's going to be after. Huh. And by the way, I am correct. Shrimp and... Oh, no. The Shrimp on the Barbie. So <laughs> I was... So uh, 
but it, yeah, was starring Cheech Marin. And uh, Cheech goes down under for Good Days and Great Nights. I, I want to see that. <laughs> A modern Good Day love story. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the shrimp on the Barbie. I want to see who the women, who the love intro, the woman was. Emma Sams. Was the she, the, on, the, on, the, on the movie cover, it's, she's an ice cold heiress. He's a hot to trot. Uh, it's a des- uh, desire down under. What? It's a Wait, desire down under? High school heiress, he's hot to trot. It's desire down under. <laughs> you read it much better than I did. Whoa, the back of the cover is awesome. He has sunglasses and a bandana thing on. Oh my gosh. This is like... I want to see this movie. <laughs> I, you know, I've never seen it, but I, I remember going to the video star circa like 1991. Yeah. And I always saw, this was always in. Like this movie <laughs> was never rented. I totally am going to watch this at some point. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's on Netflix. Do you think it's on Netflix? Oh, what? I'm going to check. We already decided, I think, uh, Pseudo decided based on our movie, what the next one will be, maybe. Yeah, if it's available. Uh, there's nothing with shrimp according to InstaWatcher. So uh, avail- it's uh, not available for str- for not available for streaming. It's a shame. Yes. Uh... Yeah, there's a website called Can I Stream? Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so you're set. I'm set. Speaking of set, I planted my garden. I did a lot of stuff outside. Your garden set. Yeah, I bought a I bought a new. Uh, raised bed, raised garden bed. I know people are really clamoring, no pun intended, clamming, uh, <laughs> clamoring for my garden stories so much they love my clamming stories. But uh, oh, yeah, built a new uh, raised bed to fill out kind of like a little bit of the side of my house and uh, bought all sorts of plants and uh, ended up uh, planting all my plants. It's all set, all good. Uh, one thing I did do, I did a mistake with was um, I thought I bought kale, like a lot of like oh, eight, yeah. eight, like eight plants of kale. As it turns out, how did as you I, mess that up? Aren't they labeled? They are labeled, but I just was going by sight and I just didn't read the label. I guess I don't know, but I ended up with eight plants of endive. Could you like believe that eight endive? I, plants? I mean, before you were talking about this the other day, I didn't even know what endive was, so I can't believe it. Yeah, and and as, or as the French call it, frise. Frise. That sounds more familiar, but also don't know what it is. It sounds more to me like a hairstyle. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> it's more like when I wake I up, my hair frise. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, ultimate frise. It's like the. It's, you, sorry, that was an ultimate frisbee joke. I apologize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get that, but I like better that you explained it. <laughs> So, yeah, my garden is totally ultimate frisee right now. And I, to harvest it, you have to actually, like, rubber band it for, like, the last five days after. And then you've actually harvested whole. That's and a lot of um, effort. So, so I'm going to have a, a lot, lot, lot of frisee come June A. <laughs> so, You're going to um, be, like, frizzing it up? I am. It's gonna be uh, totally, uh, yeah. We're gonna. Have, I'm gonna have a frisee day. Let's call it that. Frisee day. Frisee day. 
Yeah. So uh, speaking of frisee day, um, can you barbecue frisee? I think you could cook up the outer leaves. Yeah, the outer leaves. The outer leaves. Yeah. Um, Graham but I on uh, Twitter was wondering what I was gonna barbecue for my first thing since my grill set up, and it's probably gonna be my left. Oh no, I ditched my other hot dogs. Probably sausages. I'm gonna get some Bob sausages. Hey, is there a meat shop, a meat market up by you? My my, you mean my? Right now, this room is a meat market. If you know what I'm saying. Hi yo. Uh, there is a butcher. There's a butcher. Like, what was that? A neighborhood boucher shop. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a neighborhood, but there's one in Woodenville, not too far away from here. Oh, uh, that's like a million miles away. It's probably like a ten minute drive. So, but yeah, I've gone there when I was like eating meat to get like a uh, pork shoulder. Oh yeah, that's right. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, on, um, what did I make on, on, oh, on Sunday, I, you know what I barbecued? I've never done this before. I what? barbecued Alaskan crab legs and snow crab legs. Yeah. I've never done that before. First time. Yeah. I've never like, did, did you take it out of the shell or what? No, I just cooked it on the shell. Huh. It actually got like grill marks on the shell. That's pretty cool. Was it, it was, good? It was really good. Yeah, it turned out okay. Nice. Uh, I would want to. I would. I would eat grilled crab. It was. I mean, it was already pre-cooked, so it's just like you're heating it up. But oh, that's it, boring. Pre-cooked. Well, all crab comes. All crab legs come pre-cooked. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I thought like, you have to boil them. That's if you get them fresh and alive. But oh. rarely do you do do <clears throat> grocers have a live, a live crab. crab. Yeah, oh, I thought they did. I... They do at like Asian grocery stores or specialty seafood grocery stores. They have stores. them at the QFC by my house. Or do they have them in a tank? Yeah. Then they're alive, and then you have to boil them. Huh. Yeah. Um, so many people actually kill the fi- kill the crab humanely before they boil. Is that more humane? It is a little bit more ham because you could kill them instantly versus just you know throwing them into hot boiling water. But and they... I thought they're cold blooded, right? Um, so they don't feel heat. Well, everything I've ever read about crab is that you want to kind of like get a kind of what's the big the big like knife? knife? No, the the knife that's like like a butcher knife, like one of those big kind of like chop chop. You know what I'm talking about. It's like a a big yeah, like yeah. a like what Jason cleaver. would use cleaver. a cleaver. Thank you, thank you. You want to take that cleaver and just kind of you whack. You can look on videos online, but you essentially take the cleaver and you cleave right in the middle of their abdomen on the yeah. backside, and that will kill them instantly. Hmm. So uh, the uh, I, I picked up my fishing license to maybe even get some crabs this 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 year. Um, I've been getting some heat from uh, our number one fan, Tom Brew. Although, I don't know. Maybe Graham's are now our new number one fan. Maybe they may have to duke it out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This, after, uh, after Tom like brought up, like, you know, putting, putting parlance in the hot seat, now, now maybe Tom's in the hot seat. <laughs> number one fan could be overtaken. That's true. <laughs> uh, the hot uh, seat has switched. Tom has been asking the old flipperoo. <laughs> Um, Tom has been asking me to take him clamming. 
after all the shit he gave me about my clamming stories, you finally now, got to them. You now all of a sudden he's like, "When are we going clamming?" So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna set up some time, and we'll end up going clamming. Maybe we could do a fresher and parlance. Oh yeah, we should do a, a, a remote. A Fletcher and Parlance clamming adventure. It might be a tour. We still need to like just figure out how to like add videos after, so it can be like, go to clip. But oh, I, I think know. we need to yeah. use that other program to do it. It'd be like, yeah, exactly, and roll it. <laughs> like you know, like like the clip when they <laughs> like go to the, on the like the um the the old film like you know like <laughs> noise beforehand. Um. So I unlike. Pretty much every single person I know have not seen the new Avengers movie yet. I know, yeah. Everyone, I see people like checking in on Foursquare and, and, and whatever. My parents like asked me if I wanted to go see it. Like that's how big it is. They're like, "Oh, this movie! Like, you want to go see it?" And I should just so, go see it with my parents. You should go see it with your parents. So this week's Prodigal Sons podcast. You know, I listen to them. Part of yeah. our soon-to-be-named network. Um, yeah, they actually have a spoiler-filled review of the movie. Why did you listen to it then? I did it. So they put it at the end of the show, so I tuned out. I didn't listen to it. So I but so, you tuned out, but you did listen to it. No, essentially, they did a normal show for forty-five minutes. Yeah, and then all three out of the four members of that or the, of the crew had seen the movie over the weekend, so they yeah. decided to do a review. So they booted. They booted Ian off the show. They said, see you later, Ian. He literally left the show. And, yeah. then, and when he left, I left because I didn't want to listen to a spoiler review. So then they did like <laughs> yeah. a, another 30 minutes of... Um, I should of, see that. I hear it's pretty good. I don't know. I'll, I have been pretty much avoiding all reviews. But you didn't, I mean, you thought people like talk about that it was good, didn't you? Um, so for the, they did briefly talk about it on the... Sh- like the non-spoiler pre-talk yeah. on the show, they seemed to say it was, it was, uh, it was a, like not the best Marvel film, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only thing I've heard about it. Sounds, you know, sounds promising. Um, but speaking of gardening, I, I actually wanted to lead up to, I did my gardening on Sunday, which I believe was the third. Yeah. It was the third. But did you know that on the second was the uh, world's, um, naked gardening day. I did not know that. Yeah, it was uh, May 2nd, Mark's World Naked Gardening Day. Naked Mark, Gardening Day? It's the 10th annual World Naked Gardening Day. So wait, you're On supposed the- to garden naked? Yeah. It's kind of like a nude beach, but for gardening? Apparently. it's It's been alive since 2005. That's um, weird. So yes. like, what are the benefits of naked gardening? Well, it's curious you could say that. So you may ask, why Gordon naked? Yeah, well, I'm asking and, that right now. <laughs> and their response is, it's fun. It costs That's no it. money, runs no unwanted risk, reminds us of our tie to the natural world, and does something good for the environment. Second what only to hold on. Second only to swimming, gardening is at the top of the list of family-friendly activities people are most ready to consider doing nude. It's an opportunity to get naked and do some gardening with friends and family or your local gardening club. What? Right. Uh, really? Local gardening club? First off, that ain't no gardening club if they're all getting together and getting naked. I know. Secondly, yeah. What about, I wonder if there was any... <laughs> I want to go to like the pea patches around town and see if there's any nude gardeners on that day. That was la- it's the, Apparently, it's the first um, 
of the first Saturday in every May. That's pretty interesting. So I did not know that existed. I didn't know it existed either, uh, but there are pictures of like topless women on this article. Well, they're blurred out, like oh, shoveling. Shove I know, shoveling. Ugh. This one is biking. I don't understand this. How is she gardening? She's just in a flower field on a bike. Wait, That's not so gardening. did you nude garden or what? Huh? Did you nude garden? No, I said I didn't nude garden. I was just oh, making yeah. everyone aware that next May, we missed out on it this year, but next, the first Saturday of May, whip off your clothes and pop in your and dives. Uh-oh. Have I heard the news? What news? I don't know. I this autoplay, man. Oh yeah, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Yeah. Autoplay's terrible. So anyway, I did not participate in that. If you participated in it, you, the audience members, let us know. What did you garden? What did you plant? I yeah. I'm just I'm wondering like with a lot of naked people, like I don't think the only thing you're planting, the only seeds you're planting are not necessarily the ones in the ground, if you know what hey, I'm saying. Is the video, the Naked Gardening Explained video, is that like, isn't that what's his name from uh, like the Seinfeld guy? I didn't actually, I paused the video immediately because it went Just in the, in the beginning of the, like the front frame. Not what's sure. I, Jerry Seinfeld? No, the, the one who like. Kramer? George no, Costanza? It wasn't actually Seinfeld. Okay. I don't know. I I, I don't uh, know. So anyway, um, so there's that. Uh, what's What else is going on? Oh, Game of Thrones. I'm almost caught up. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're not caught up. Oh, my gosh. We tried I to am- have office talks about it, and, like, you're blocking everyone. Sally was pissed. Well, first <laughs> off. I'm I'm almost caught up to I have this latest episode that aired on Sunday yeah to watch but I'm caught up otherwise and uh, I've seen that there's been a lot of talk about the divergence from the books yeah no there totally has because the movies I mean the shows have always been better and now it's just like it's sealed it's sealed <laughs> some <laughs> people were complaining about uh, Loris the marjorie's brother the one who's uh oh yeah yeah they're saying that in the in the books he's uh, considered to be a great jouster and world-class fighter he was though i mean in the previous seasons right so uh, people are saying that he's a caricature of a gay person and that he he lacks the depth and um and uh grandiosity of the book and that he's just a basically a basic cartoon He's a cartoony gay guy on the TV show, and some people were complaining about that. I, I say, think... I say, get over it. Seriously, yeah. What was it? There was another uh, Silicon Valley. Was good. You didn't see that. I haven't seen that yet. Nope. I forgot. Uh, well, no. What you shouldn't forget. What? Your friend's birthday. I know. I was going to mention that. I guess that's a segue. Speaking of Game of Thrones. I was going to say happy birthday to Yoshie because it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Yoshie. It doesn't really have to do with Game of Thrones, but she likes that show. She'd be honored. This could be the closest she's ever been to Game of Thrones. The clo- Oh. As it in like, be. yeah, like a, an actual TV show talking about, or a YouTube show talking about Game of Thrones and then giving her a shout out for her birthday. I mean, seriously. Shout out. Shout out. Shout speaking, out. Speaking of coming out, <laughs> Uh, the Royals have a new baby. Oh, yeah. I saw that you put that in here. It's pretty cool, I guess. 
So did you see the do you see the baby's name? Because there was a lot of speculation on what the name will be. I did not. Isn't that that's a whole thing like royal names, right? Yeah. So they named the baby. How many so names did it get? Just two or what? I think it got four names. Well, three. It seems like three names that I know of because I always forget their. Is it Windsor? I forget what their last name is, but um, their her name. The baby's name is Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. This is all right name, I guess. But oh, no. there was autoplay. Oh, autoplay. <laughs> so there was uh, much controversy because you see, um, they put Diana at the end and not like the second name, right? Because you know that's the the Princess Diana. Remember yeah. her thing. But and, can they just say like, oh, we're not naming it after her? It's just we're using it. Well, they <laughs> named it after Charlotte, and I forget who the Charlotte was named. They had a whole breakdown of what the name meant. But secondly. The big controversy was that Kate Middleton, you yeah, know, the, the mother, she was like forty. It was another kid on someone else's baby. Well, here's the thing: she came out of the the hospital and she didn't even look like she had a baby. Oh yeah, it like made no I sense. She did that before too. I know it's crazy. She's just like unable to. Um, she's, she's like unable a, to look like she had a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's always looking good. Oh man, they're totally fake babies. If this was Game of Thrones, those kids would not be able to run for, uh, you know, be the, you know, they'd be bastard children because they're totally not really her kids. Probably, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe you don't. That's that's not. I don't think anyone's accusing her of that. I just. Well, I am right now. Oh my gosh, jeez. <laughs> I hate. I hate the royal family. I think it's. You stupid. hate them? Why? I think they're just having a royal family. Stupid. I mean, so you don't hate them, you hate the idea of them. I think it's stupid. I think having a king and queen is stupid. I don't know, I think it's alright. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter there, but it does, because they're rich and people care about them. But I mean, you have Hollywood, that's like, they're they, rich and people care about them. Like, doesn't that's the same thing. But they don't get money from, they get money from not us like taxes and real estate and shit that they're they don't have this legacy and they could technically override anything that the prime minister or the government does can they really though i don't think they can i think they can i think it's like in like i bet that's written out in their like constitution or whatever constitution like thing they have i'm gonna look at it up can the queen can the queen over override overrule parliament how about that Uh, I just want a yes or no. This is the whole thing. I think this is a. It's it's pretty much the whole baby thing is uh, Royal Baby Gate. What's Royal Baby Gate? This whole baby naming, whether it's really their kid or not, because I don't think it is. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, according it. to what you're saying. Yep. So apparently she just has to sign bills. That's all she does. I don't even think that matters. Yeah. Whatever. It's just my biggest heads. I think they it's to be on money though. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I think it's <laughs> stupid. What about the Thai, uh, King? People love him. Well, that was going to say, we were talking about the, the, the royal family in the UK, but there are places where there are kings and princes and stuff that actually have a lot of power. But the one in Thailand doesn't. 
He's totally a figurehead also. People just love him. I I don't know anything about the tie the tie prince or king. what is he king? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. Um I don't know about yeah, but I saw pictures of him on like walls and stuff when I was in Thailand. Yeah, no, I mean Thai people like love him. It's like they're super into him. I think British people love the royal family too. It's just like something to be proud of or something, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> did you see that this uh deflate gate was real? I did. I was watching that video. I heard some people I was at the grocery store earlier today and I heard some people talking about it and uh I thought like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> what was the I was actually thinking a little bit impressed with myself like that's cool I know about because I totally just heard it in passing and at first I didn't know what they were talking about like because it was like really vague and right. like uh, I was I was glad with myself that like that's football stuff I totally know about that <laughs> I don't think I've ever known this much about football until like this year well you know they're not going to do anything to him yeah that's what I heard and then they um, were saying, like, you know, we don't want them to, like, you know, take, like, take back the Super Bowl winning thing. We just want, like, maybe, like, they don't get as good draft picks or something, but they're not doing anything. Uh, they may still take away draft picks. That has not been determined. But I will say I think it tarnishes Tom Brady's um, career. It'll because tarnish he, it? Yeah, I think it, it puts a question mark on him. It's essentially I makes thought it, that the Patriots already had a question mark on them. That was well, the whole thing of it. Well, here's the thing. That was always on Bill Belichick, not on Tom Brady. It was oh. on defenses and shit like that. It wasn't yeah. on Tom Brady. Uh, this now is on Tom Brady. So what we need to know is that the the, the, the Patriots are a bunch of cheaters. No, there's like... They and are, that's what everyone already thought. I know, but now it's like triple confirmed. <laughs> I know, right? That's crazy. So, it's, I guess this is like the point is like, who it's cares? It's going to be us and them again. And we're going to take them down this time. Well, I'm wondering, it's like, it, it, you know, they keep finding out that they're cheaters, but they never do any. They Look, they find him a million bucks. They took away some draft picks. They did this stuff. But it's like, at this at some point, you just got to be like, just like, why even have rules? Like, why? what's the point of even having like, I know, rules? yeah. So stupid. This is why, you know what else is stupid? Sports. <laughs> sports? Yeah, sports is stupid. Seriously, I know. So arbitrary. I mean, the only thing I like, I like the camaraderie that it builds. That's the only reason I got into it because everyone's super into it. Did you see some of the, uh, the the text messages that the NFL released between the the? No, I heard about that. Was like the things that like totally made it a, uh, you know, officially deflate gate. McNally referred to himself as quote the deflator. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see it says here you working yep nice dude jimmy needs some kicks let's make a deal come on help the deflator chill buddy i'm just fucking with you i'm not going to espn yet this is the conversations they were having yeah, what? on text message yeah that's um, like really direct <laughs> it's totally direct how about um uh, this discussion continued the next day. Jess Straminski, who's the guy who's the equipment manager, size 11? Yeah. Two or three X? Thomas, really be on you. 11 or 11 and a half? Two X, unless it's tight fitting. Ha, huh. hasn't even mentioned it. Figure you should get something since he gives you nothing. So they started talking about like what's, what's, what pressure the balls need to be. Um, like essentially, they're just talking about all this 
essentially they were taking bribes for in exchange for um for deflating the balls after and by the way after the they were inspected by the officials yeah that's that's crazy dude so um follow up on a conversation you had with our guest host uh a few weeks ago yes. is that alex rodriguez surpassed willie mays on the all-time home run list was that recently uh he did it i think uh maybe two or three days ago oh, two cool. days ago yeah so hashtag baseball talk Hashtag baseball talk. <laughs> the talk of you talking about baseball was uh, the office was a buzz. I know, right? Uh, they were like very surprised at your ability. I was to... just mostly like uh, in having inquisitive questions and uh, reading key points to sound like I knew what I was talking about. But I haven't <laughs> gone to any baseball games yet. I want to do that. Uh... But they go for like forever, so I have plenty of time. Yeah, matter of fact, if you the game, you could probably just show up anytime, and there'll be a game being played there. Seriously, I know. Um, speaking of uh, things showing up, uh, do you see the story about the beards that came out? Oh yeah, I know. I I like actually didn't read the story, but I just saw like a whole bunch of people posting on like Facebook, like I defeated my beard <laughs> and stuff like that. Essentially, beards are filled with bacteria and, quote, as dirty as toilets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, according to a new study, beards contain just as, mu as much, if not more, fecal bacteria as a toilet. Uh, I know, but they were, and then a bunch of people were saying, like, it's not the same as poop, it's just the bacteria. I don't know how that's different. I mean, it's it adds to you know like fecal transplants and all that. Like that's a huge new medical thing. Beards just like it's on top of that. You know, I, the, those bacteria are great. Hashtag a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a stretch. Oh, I did get my ticket. I forgot to mention this. I got my tickets for the U.S. Open. Speaking of now, I'm I'm saying I hate sports, and now I'm. Talking I know, about and it's like all about going, sports. Going to a sporting event. Um, yeah, I'm going to the final round of the U.S. Open right here, the Golf U.S. Open right that's here in the Seattle area. Woods. If he's the, if he's still playing, he may not make the cut. It's the last day. He has to be in the contention to be uh, how, playing. How well is he doing now? I don't know. That's a great question. I think he didn't make the cut at the Masters, which was a major tournament. So maybe he will. Maybe he won't. He doesn't miss the cut very often, but he has been pretty junky. But I'm rooting yeah, for him. He's been going downhill. He's been going downhill ever since he uh, got exposed as a um, a sex addict. You know, here's the thing. You know, I think hey, is he still married to the same chick, or did they get divorced? No, they got divorced because he was having sex with all those women. Yeah. So I Wait, I married still. Sorry, just no. He's not married. Oh. So I heard that there's been some speculation that Tiger's injury woes are due to steroids. Oh, really? Yeah. Are, do steroids help in golf? I have no idea. And I'm not saying he did do it. I'm just saying people have made allegations. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's like classic uh, Fox News. I'm not saying that it happened, but did it? <laughs> 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 so, exactly how they do it. <laughs> right i don't know like because you know they said that um you know a lot of his injuries that are coming about are a little atypical for a traditional golfer interesting so, 
I don't know. He's not a traditional golfer. I'm going to Google it. Did Tiger Woods <laughs> – I like this. Did Tiger Woods – You got to put a question mark in the Google, which I never do. Steroid. I don't know if I've ever done that, actually. There was a story. You saw that, uh, speaking of Googling, you saw that, uh, I think it was this last week or the week before, that uh, more searches were done on Google on mobile, on mobile phones only than desktops and tablets combined for the first time ever. So, like, mobile phones are totally taking over the web, basically, as predicted. But it's happened, basically. <laughs> I, I believe it. Oh, dude, this is not too long ago. March 2nd, 2015. That's like a month ago. No, two months. It's not two months ago. A pro golf. What's that? Oh, man. I hate, I hate audio, auto play video. Oh, my God. We were talking about this. Apparently, on NBCnews.com, the new pages don't have autoplay. So, everybody, go to NBCnews.com and no autoplay for you. Not only is this not, this was the worst because it's an autoplay ad in a 300 by 250 on the right, and you it just autoplays. But here's the thing: in March, there was a, a journeyman golfer, Dan Olson, um, said on a Michigan sports radio station that Woods was hit with a secret 30 day suspension by the PGA Tour based on information another tour player gave him. He was secretly I, suspended. It's not testosterone, but it was something else. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to surpass Lance Armstrong with infamy, Olsen48 claimed. He also alleged that, alleged that off-injured Woods was breaking the rules by using so-called Nike cheater ball. Man, this guy's bitter. But apparently the pro golfer who claimed that uh, has walked back on that, on that, on that claim. But, yeah, Wait, so he secretly pen- penalized? That's what this guy was trying to say. That Tiger Woods. I don't think that ever happens. Well, they, there was also rumors that Michael Jordan was secretly suspended for gambling on for gambling, and that's why he took a year off to play minor league baseball. Huh? I thought it was just because he liked baseball. Or I'm not saying he was suspended. But was he? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So uh, are we, are we getting an unboxing today or no? Oh yeah, that's right. We are getting an unboxing. So I was looking into, I really don't like that I snore a lot. And uh, supposedly it's better to have your airways open and stuff. So I was reading after coming up with my own solution, which sounded awesome and I was going to make. But uh, I looked on Amazon. There's some good stuff. And I got this sleeping strap and mouth guard that I will take out of the package now. So first... The sleeping strap seems cool. So apparently, if you keep your mouth closed and, like, supposedly your chin more forwards, when you're laying down, like, and you relax, your chin doesn't, like, move back and, like, close that thing in your throat that makes you snore. But uh, so, so this, this strap thing, it seems like it's just going to keep your, your mouth closed, but I don't know. It goes on your face like this. It's got ear holes. Check out the ear holes. You look like a pro wrestler. I know, and then you put this on like this, and apparently it makes you snore less. I don't know, I guess maybe. On top of that, there's this mouth guard. Oh, this Amazon. 
Seventeen dollars. Pretty good deal. Oh, so that's this, for seventeen dollars. Yeah, there's this mouth guard. I have to put it in hot water, and uh, like apparently it, it like goes to your teeth, but you're supposed to bite it with like kind of an underbite because then it keeps like your jaw like out more and whatever. Because but so you put the thing in. Uh, uh, also, it's supposed to block your tongue. I don't understand what this part's for. So there's this thing that like it fits in this. So maybe yeah, I didn't read the directions yet. Let's see what it says. Oops. I think you are supposed to put the tongue thing in. I don't know. The picture looks very like strange. I don't understand what it is. But anyways, basically using all the stuff that I got in this anti snore kit. I got the I got the head strap on. <laughs> oh cool. Hang on. Like this. So I like this. I'm gonna, you gotta breathe through your nose. I gotta breathe through my nose now. I'm <laughs> you look like the guy from. <laughs> you look like Hannibal Lecter right now. Apparently, like, that makes me not snore. It's or anything else. Like you're, in, of course, you're incapable of snoring. Your mouth is. Your head is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying it. I'll bet I'll get back. So I have like one of those sound activated recorder things to see how loud I snore, but it only it only records the loud parts, so like you can tell. <laughs> it's pretty funny when you listen to those recordings, since it's only sound activated, it's just like solid snore. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> all of the all of the quiet times in between are like edited out automatically. <laughs> What does it say on there? Is it just say the strap on the bottom? What does that say? Oh, what is it? I think it says like sleep something. Oh yeah, it says uh, it's called uh it's called easy sleep. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, I'll, look, I'll, I'll get back on that. They we they, about they, it. they did not pay us to do this. This is See, like here's a little chart about like how it works, I guess. There's breathing going on. There's some breathing lines and the little back throat thing. And here's, whatnot. A, here's the thing. Can you actually breathe through your nose? Yeah. Yeah, my nose, my nose works fine. I was thinking if you're sick or something, though, I don't know. But. I have I can't breathe through I know I have a I have a giant nose, but I can't really breathe through it. So I'm like a mouth breather. What a waste. I know, I know, right? <laughs> um you think like with this thing, I'd be like nothing but breathing through my nose. I'd be yeah. sick. But anyway, I can't breathe through my nose. So I think any I wear breathe rights at night. Oh yeah, I know. I tried that. I don't think it helped. Wait, if you can't breathe through your nose, how does that help? It sometimes does help with the snoring, though. I don't know why it makes it opens it up a little bit more, so I can breathe through my nose in the, at night. Yeah, but it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. Huh. So anyway, oh, you're I, only supposed to put the blue thing in while you're uh, molding it because you mold it in water and then it like you bite it hard and it like keeps its shape or something i don't know well it certainly does bite hi <laughs> but yeah no that's exciting i meant to yeah that's official unboxing it's, uh easy sleep easy sleep dog <laughs> that, that really that's i wish for those who are listening to the podcast please check out the yeah the video this is a sleepy video. yeah uh by all means t- tweet us and tell us what you think of Pressure's easy sleep. 
Uh, <laughs> we got we got a comment from uh, from Graham here too. Need to shave just to keep your mustache uh, under the lip piece. That looks amazing. <laughs> that was that was something. I don't, well, I don't know. That's how you can imagine me when I'm sleeping every night because I'm going to be wearing that head strap thing. See how For all of you just thinking about Jeremy sleeping, that's yeah. not, just think it, of it. You have a new, you have a new, a new image to roll around in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. Um, a couple of, a couple of, I saw there's, um, you told me about the, uh, did you see the summer release? They call, what are they calling it? The, the summer of Netflix. Did you see this? Oh, I mean, I saw that there's, they have, yeah, there's a whole bunch of Netflix coming out. Oh, also the community on Yahoo video. There's a couple shows I saw advertised. I think they're paying a lot for advertising. There's some space show on Yahoo video also that looks kind of cool. <coughs> I want to check out. And then the new uh, ser- community series just came out on Netflix. Oh, no. I mean, on Yahoo video. But on Netflix, yeah. I was, I linked to this uh, new series that's by the Matrix director, which is about like a. Wait, wait, wait. Just to be clear, it's not just the Matrix di- director. It's the, it's, it's the Wachowski. The, well, they're not brothers anymore because one of them had a change. So they're like the Wachowski siblings. One of them had a what? Uh, sex change. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, so I think it's the, one of them is, a, they were brothers. Now they're sister and brother. Um, but it's also J. Michael Straczynski. So there's Wachowskis and the Straczynskis. It only seems, it only seems like I should be part of this as well. But um, Babylon Five creator J. Michael Straczynski and the Wachowskis have have a new TV show on Netflix. It premieres on the fifth. Sounds pretty good. But it's part of their summer, the what is it called? Like the the summer of Netflix, the summer perfect summer getaway. So every week this. Uh, this summer they have like a new show coming out. Yeah, that's impressive. That's like a lot of shows. I, mean, I really like how all the online services are like stepping it up with the content thing. Like it's totally it's changing the game. It's happening yeah, I mean, finally. Daredevil. Have you watched any of the Daredevil show yet on Netflix? I haven't. Everyone cool. everyone was talking about it, but I never did. It's pretty good. I'm only like three episodes in, but it's pretty good. Um but anyway, yeah, this show is sounds pretty good. The series centers on eight strangers from around the world who become mentally and emotionally linked. Yeah, I like the idea. And it's like, they're saying, like, I'm going crazy. And it's like, no, you're just expanding your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's this deal with uh, SpaceX that happened this last week? I'm going to drop this thing down here. But, uh... um, So, yeah, they they test-launched their... uh, human like the dragon module that's going to carry humans to space and the space station they did a test launch to test the emergency abort system that they have which like worked really well so they're going to do another test with the emergency abort in um like high altitude so you'll be able to eject if something goes wrong and like still survive but i guess like since like the 50s this is the first spacecraft to have <laughs> an emergency abort system. Cause like the shuttle didn't, that's like why people didn't survive. Like there's no, there was no backup. Right. That makes sense. I wonder how much do you think, how much money do you think they're spending like testing all these lo- rockets out? Uh, probably a lot, but I mean, it's part of cost. 
No, I know, but I'm. I know. I understand it's part of cost, but I'm oh, wondering. I mean, maybe like a hundred million or something. How much do you think per launch? I probably, I probably like a hundred million. Whoa, hundred million dollars per launch? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. The 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 images from the the link you sent me here on SpaceX, like yeah, yeah, it's pretty slick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, also on the t on the tech news, I mean, I guess two things didn't really talk about the uh, the power thing that came out. The I forgot Powerwall. It's called the Powerwall. Power yeah, it seems pretty cool. There's a lot of mix up for not so much the consumer version, but the um, utility version, which is like they can put in power plants. It's going to make things like way cheaper for power plants because they did a study, I think just a couple years ago, and said that once batteries cost less than $350 per, I think, 10 kilowatts or kilowatt or something, then it's more feasible to have uh, utility companies have battery backups instead of having, they have peak generators that they spin up. So like they have to run, they have to keep these generators and have them off. But during peak times, they have to spin them up to like make demand. But if they just had batteries for less than three hundred fifty dollars per kilowatt, or uh, ten kilowatts or whatever, I don't know the stat. Right. But anyways, with the new Tesla thing that's guaranteed and already made for corporate, you know, industrial customers, it only costs two hundred and fifty dollars per kilowatt or whatever their metric is. And so it's totally feasible, and it's going to make um, for power plants. It'll be like a lot more uh, economical. Interesting. So that's going to change a lot. But a lot of people are pushing back, like uh, in industries, because they don't. They basically want to like sell all this stuff, and they don't want to be like overtaken. Like the same, same thing, you know, like big oil, big coal, whatever. Right. All those companies, they're anti this. They were trying to hold down the technologies so costs didn't come down. But it's making change. That's good. Also, the automated truck they've in uh, Nevada, they just legalized that it's from a European maker. But um, it's like a big rig semi that has automated driving. Like So that's going to be pretty cool. It still has a driver in it. But since it's like on full autopilot, it's basically the driver can just be doing... Um, inventory and like other things that they need to do so it's not like there's no person in there yet because it's still for like uh residential streets and things like that they would drive or for docking it doesn't do the docking at the like various loading docks so the drivers of the uh inspiration truck will be very much like actual truck drivers in the case that they'll be sleeping on the road most of the time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it'll be able to ride uh 24 hours i don't think they'll have to be awake for it to Right. Much like Did you see that Simpsons like where they had the box that actually just did all this stuff but the union didn't want um people to know about it because it was an easy job? No, I didn't. That's when when Homer was a truck driver. <clears throat> he joined the Teamsters. Didn't didn't see that. Didn't see that episode. No man Simpsons. Simpsons did it. Speaking of the Simpsons, they just renewed the Simpsons for two more seasons, so it'll be now approaching i think it's seasons 26 and 27 or something like that that's pretty awesome pretty good crazy. i just yeah. watched the i haven't watched it in a while and i watched the one of the new episodes and it was pretty good it was uh about homer like put on some sort of suit jacket that he hadn't worn in forever and like he, he has like you know 
the wedding invitations is like, oh, I haven't worn this since so-and-so's wedding or whatever. But then he pulls out like a film role that he had and he's like, oh, I didn't even ever developed it. And so that like, and they didn't have anywhere to develop it because like no one develops film anymore. And so uh, like the, um, what's his name? The bartender, Mo. Mo. <laughs> Mo is like, well, actually my, the bar is so dim that it's like legally okay to develop film here. So I just do it as a hobby. <laughs> and so he develops all their pictures for him at the bar. But it was pretty. And then it's like like kid pictures of Bart and Lisa. It was a pretty good, like, they hadn't done it. It's hard to come up with stuff they haven't done, you know? I know. I know. Um, I think it's time, though. I think it's time to get, yeah. to, the, get to the part of the show where we – it's probably our only standard feature we've pretty much con consisted on for – the lifetime of episode of our episodes at number sixty. I can't believe it's sixty episodes. This is review roulette. This is where we randomly select the title from the Netflix catalog and then review it the following week. Isn't that right, Fresher? That is right. We more so than a review, we kind of like go over the whole thing play by play, like you're there watching it with us. But a shorter recap, get our opinions about it. Hashtag spoiler alert. But we do give a number rating at the ending. And last week's selection was the 2013 documentary Milius, which was a life, a look at the life of filmmaker John Milius. Yeah, I so, didn't even, sure. I hadn't even it, known who he was, actually. I'd like 100% never heard of him. So, <clears throat> By the way, you made me laugh so hard when you were putting on that thing. I'm like wheezing right now. I actually need an inhaler. That's how much you made me laugh. You've caused an asthma attack. So anyway, uh, you mean like from uh, oh, putting on the strap? Yeah. Should I just wear it the rest of the time? Please don't do that. Please. <laughs> yeah, put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got ear holes, so I can still hear you. The ear holes work out, you know? Yeah, I, I yeah, I, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to look at you, so... <laughs> Um, so I did not know much about John Millie's. I, I had heard about him and his legend, but yeah. I had no concept of how iconic this guy was. I know, right? He really liked guns. He really liked guns. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who John Millius is, he is a USC. So the documentary pretty much like, I don't know how much we need to talk about the technical aspects of the film but it's a classic documentary told through third person with yeah, uh there's so many famous people in it i know like they just like started out with like a bunch of stars it's like whoa that's crazy <laughs> um yeah essentially it's told in third person and through uh footage of him talking through the past and and whatnot and we did, i didn't know why they were doing that until they they reveal reveal at the end that he had a stroke so he's unable yeah. to speak. I know that was a. I was one. I actually mid movie was trying to look up like, is he still alive? But his like Wikipedia was very uninformative. Right. So, um, so John Milius was part of the original crew that kind of rolled the USC Film School, um, where he was like friends with Spielberg and George Lucas and. Who else? Pretty much the who's a who's who of like yeah. oh, Francis Ford Coppola, um, and he was considered what would you? I think he was. He was like the I want to say the father figure, but certainly the he was the first one to break through. 
Yeah. Oh, I liked his story too about that. Um, he went to Vietnam and like. He, well, he wanted to go to Vietnam, but they. No, I thought him he did go. No, they booted him out because of asthma. So he's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I'll just go to film school. I thought he went and then he got sent back. <clears throat> no, he didn't go. He got. He never made it through. He washed up in training, and he's like, he saw that there was a Kurosawa film festival in L.A. and he, yeah, watched, he watched him. That's cool. That's like his single. Like, he thought he could make a difference as a writer and director. That's cool. So he just went to USC film school. And so the movie kind of picks up with him. Uh, it was like, cool, too. They were talking about, like, at the time, there was, like, no film schools. I and, know. Like, film school didn't mean that you were going to be, like, in the movie industry, like, at all. Like, none of those people were in the movie industry. <laughs> it was just, like, it was weird. They said, I, I actually am. I went to one of the oldest film schools because they said there was only three film schools in the country at that time, two of them were in LA and the other one was NYU. That's where I went. Nice. So, uh, and I'm not in film. I mean, unless you count this show as entertainment, but, uh, uh, yeah, it is. so, um, anyway, he goes off and starts, uh, writing some scripts that get picked up. He, um, starts building a, 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 uh, repertoire of, he writes dirty Harry. So he's been responsible for so many great, I know, yeah. I thought that was crazy. And, like, I never even, like... It seems like he just, like, contributed, but never was, like, his thing, you know? Yeah, I know. But, so he slowly... Let's see, I'm trying to... He wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah. He wrote um, Dirty Harry. Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Which was, uh... (laughs) He, like, started um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's career because that was, like, his his come-in movie. I didn't know that either. Because, like, yeah. nobody wanted to hire Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, like, he convinced them to. Yep. Um, he also wrote the and directed uh, Red Dawn. Well, that was the one that got him banned. He also was the creator and wrote a bunch of episodes for Rome, the TV series on HBO. That was much oh, later. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't he also... That. I heard it was good. He wrote the screenplay for Clear and Present Danger. But anyway, so many, um, so many classic. Essentially, he became a script doctor. Yeah, and uh, like so, for instance, many uh, very famous speeches, like the one in Jaws, he was responsible for. Which, by the way, that's a crazy story. Spielberg calls him up on the phone. Yeah, and says, "Hey, I have this very pivotal scene in Jaws where, um, you know, the captain of the boat—I forget the guy's name." needs to talk about like how he was in World War II, how he got into boating, and it's this, this very important scene in the movie. And if I remember correctly, he talks about being a, like he was in the sub, they got hit by a jet, by a submarine, and they were delivering the nuclear bomb. That whole that whole scene, yeah, he, that didn't exist. He's like my writers, Milius just got on the phone with Spielberg and wrote it over the phone. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah, he was saying too that other. I don't remember what the thing he had to write was, but the guys put him up in some like swanky place and she's like you want girls you want guns you want motorcycles yes. and then like he's like we you need to deliver something and then he like wrote the whole thing in like two days all over telegraph wasn't that jeremiah johnson i feel like that was jeremiah johnson or um but wasn't jeremiah johnson it was dillinger i can't remember but essentially yeah he he uh, who was the guy? Uh, he, the, he has the bronzed face. I forget. And he was sm- everyone was smoking cigars in this movie, by the way. Did yeah, you I know. That? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he was telling the story of how yeah, Milius was 
he wanted Millie's to write a script. Millie's, so he bribed them essentially and said, "You like gales? You like guns? You like uh, you like motorcycles?" So he sent yeah. them to Palm Springs and gave them all of those things: guns, girls, and motorcycles. But he wasn't writing. All he was doing was spending his time with guns, girls, and motorcycles. So he <laughs> says, "I'm going to cut it off." And then, and then over telegraph, he started getting in things via telegraph, and that all of those telegraphs actually came out to be his screenplay. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I know, I know, it's ridiculous. But like, so um, the the first movie I think he directed was was it? I thought um, it was uh, the five the Wednesday, Big Wednesday. No, it was Dillinger. Oh, and then it was the Wind and the Lion, which was the name of that Sean Connery scene. The Sean Connery movie, and then Big Wednesday. And Big Wednesday, that was kind of interesting. That like, that uh, that was at the same time as uh, Star Wars, and I know, right? Uh, what was the other one? Jaws or no. Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Close Encounters, and like yeah. they were all friends in film school and stuff, and like they were like sharing their profits or whatever. And they were like, yo, where's our big Wednesday profits? Like, cause it totally <laughs> got shut down because it came out the same time as something else. Yeah. It got, I forget what movie. It it came wasn't out popular. Of. Yeah. It was not popular. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, it's kind of itchy. For, oh boy. Uh, for a extended wear. <clears throat> so essentially, do you feel lucky punk? Do you? That <laughs> line written by John Milius. How about, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. That's John Millius. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's, and he, you know, he's responsible for all these iconic lines. It's pretty amazing. Oh yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah. That's, he already said that one. Yeah. I didn't even realize he also wrote clear and present danger. One of the best, uh, um, what's the Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy novels. You know what I'm talking about? John- yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, yeah. But that sucks. So, like, getting on to later in his life, that sucks. That uh, financial advisor that he had, it was his totally, account, like, screwed him over and like basically stole all his money. And then he was trying to put his son through law school, but he like didn't have enough money, so he was just gonna be like, he was just gonna be like a regular writer for some show that was going on. So here's here's let's let's and kind went, of like let's get like go back a little bit, and then we could kind of like understand. So essentially, he's. He has this boisterous, very right-wing, gun-toting personality. Okay, he's there's a they talk about a scene in Apocalypse Now where Martin Sheen is unable to do the voiceover dialogue correctly with Coppola and him in the room where the, at the beginning of the movie where it's like it's going to be tough to like. And uh, there's a story goes that he took a, his loaded gun out with a bullet in the chamber, put it on the desk next to Martin Sheen, and said, "Hold the gun while you say it." And Martin Sheen was so scared about holding a loaded gun that he forgot that he was reading the lines and just was focused on the gun while he was reading the lines. And that was the take they used for Apocalypse Now. But this is like a classic thing where he was essentially constantly toting a gun, being boisterous, was like all about right-wing, uh, like gun, Second Amendment stuff. But he made a movie in 1984, I believe, called Red Dawn, which, we, which was um, right around the time when, you know, there was a lot of scare among Russians and, or the wall was. Yeah. Yeah. Down. It was like, just, it was a sensitive time. It was a sensitive time. And people thought it was, um, a little bit over the top as it relates and maybe a little brainwashy, I guess. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, <clears throat> from that movie, he is, he essentially got ostracized from 
um, Hollywood because it was because yeah, they're all a bunch of liberals. Yeah, well, that's what they said, but I yeah. think it was it was more along the lines of what that he was uh, that he they, they couldn't take his at, it, it was this one thing over another. It was like he was boisterous, he was expensive. Yeah, they were saying like it like worked when he was young, but being like bigger, like people just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And the and the people, the money men, just like didn't feel like dealing with him was worth the hassle, even though because it was he was making money, but he wasn't making like Star Wars money. Yeah. So um, they stopped working with him, and he his accountant kind of like stole all this money from him, and he was only working at this point as like script doctors, like doing a, a line here or there, and he was essentially running out of money, and. As the story goes, he wanted to be a staff writer for the HBO show Deadwood. Oh, yeah, to, because to put his son through college, he said. Through law school, right. Yeah. So he was like, sent to David Milch, who was the creator of Deadwood. And David Milch said to him, he's like, you are not a TV staff writer. You wrote Apocalypse Now. There's no way I'm putting you on this show. You're way too good. Yeah, you're not gonna have you hang out with these guys, like. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to deal with this. It's just like this is a TV job. You're John Milius, you know. <laughs> so he's like, "How about instead of you working for me, how about I just give you the money?" Yeah. For right. like three years of your kid's college. Yeah, law school. That's pretty awesome. So John Milius was like, oh, "Okay." So, but later, uh, John Milius got the Rome show on HBO. And of course, uh, Al Bundy was ta- was talking here. Yeah, who was friends with him said that, and lo and behold, uh, that was my Al Bundy impersonation. <laughs> lo and behold, <laughs> um, he paid him back after he got. Yeah, he says back. he's like the first person who's ever paid me back. Yeah, so um, things are starting to turn around for him. He had Rome. He was working on a project called Genghis Khan. He yeah, had... which was, they were saying which was kind of the culmination of everything he wanted to do because he was making like uh, Conan, like these like Game of Thrones esque like fantasy things that like nobody had really ever done them seriously before, where it was like not kind of like a spoof or done really cheesy for like that kind of fantasy thing, but like yeah, it was like on par with that. What like because that's pretty much what Game of Thrones is now. It's like a fantasy thing that's like super not cheesy. Right. And like, that's what uh, Genghis Khan was going to be like the ultimate of that, because it really shows like what it's like to be like the mega leader or whatever. And like, you know, so as he's working on researching this, and I think he was working on a a Conan revival and um, he, uh, he, he was doing research and he stroked out. Yeah, like just in the car. And luckily they said that the ambulance got there in like under 10 minutes, but still he like was totally like not responsive for like a pretty long. So they kept showing his rehab and it started off really bad. But they knew that he his faculties were there. Like they could understand that he had like his brain was... Because he was, his son was playing the... Um, Conan. The Conan music and like he could tell that like he was recognizing it. That was the first time. The time he like couldn't even move. I know. Like, I he know. was like literally like a vegetable. That's crazy. He could come back from that. <clears throat> so now he's, uh, you know, this. It's been this slow, slow um, road to recovery where he's now able to write, a, you know, uh, write his a little motor, bit. Yeah, his motor skills are like pretty good, but he still can't talk apparently. <clears throat> right, and uh, 
so the question becomes like will he will he ever get to make his final movie which will be this Genghis Khan movie which is still in production like still in like it's still on the drawing board to be made with him and as he's a like, yeah he's still the producer of it <clears throat> yeah we'll see if that ever happens but um, yeah that'll be cool but yeah I didn't know anything about this guy and the stories dude if you are a if you have any interest in kind of like the Spielberg Lucas era of filmmakers. Yeah, he was like super embedded in that. And, and the stories you get from this just alone. I mean, this guy was a bigger than life character. So he was just a great person to feature in a documentary. But just to, to, just to see how these other guys kind of like work. Yeah, like, and they're all in it too. Like uh, the, um, Lucas, Spielberg. And, uh... Yeah, everybody's in it. I mean, Harrison Ford. Pretty much oh, it's a who's who. Yeah. Of, Clint Eastwood, Arnold. It's like every single big, like famous, like you know, director slash actor that that was from the seventies was in this thing. Yeah, and they were talking about how it was kind of the golden era because it was the changing of the guard because everything was already done and they needed new young people and like these were the ones. Yeah, it was a it was a if you have any interest in movie like movie making and like maybe the current state and. Just listening yeah. to these bigger than life people like talk about the craft and the stories that were going on at that time. This is a must watch. It's a so, must watch. So, which is the time? I think it's time for a rating. Okay. All right. So, now I am biased in this fact. Um, yeah. This guy kind of reminds me. I read a book about like the Hollywood system about a guy named Don Simpson. Yeah who is also a larger-than-life Hollywood producer who died a little bit too early. He's not... Milius is not dead. It's just... But this story's better, in my mind. Yeah. So I am going to say... I am giving this movie... Because, again, it kind of hits at home. Totally. Eight and a half. Oh, that's pretty good. 8.5. Putting it on the board. I am giving it... Super good movie. It was way interesting, and I didn't know about this guy at all. So I would definitely recommend it to people so i'm giving it a seven which is really high but like i mean it's you know it's a documentary and i wasn't i wasn't totally drawn in but the stories were really good like seven i, th- I think from a doc like i don't think i could be i feel like a, i could watch a documentary that is more thought-provoking yeah i could watch a documentary that potentially could be more humorous but I don't think I could find a documentary that talks about that era of filmmaking. This is very specific, but like, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, like you went from like regular emotions to like. All right, so let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. Th- this was informative and entertaining, but not not focused on either one of those things. Is that yeah. make sense? No, it totally was. I mean, because it was about that specific, that's why I think it was good. And I, I like that stuff, but I'm just like, not as into it as you like, you know, right. but it, especially for someone who's into that stuff, it's really good because he is such like, I mean, I never heard of him. Like, it's like, he's kind of, you know, about him probably if you're, if you know stuff, but like, I'm pretty sure no matter who watches this, they're going to find out new things about that whole era which would make it like a really good movie. You know what I mean? Which is, I think what you're getting at. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I think it's, it's, and it's, and it's mildly, uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's, it's sad with hope because he didn't die. I was thinking he was going to be dead, 
but I like the hope at the end too that like he is pretty good recovering and like people have faith that like he's still with it and like he just has to like get past these uh, stroke problems. Uh, so I think our total is we, it's an eight. Is that no? I mean, it's seven point seven five. So you gave a seven. I gave it an eight, eight and a half. That's fifteen and a half. So it's uh, seven point seven five. Yeah. So that's our total seven point seven five. Milius. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's choose another movie. Yeah. So I checked to see because we were gonna do Conan. Yeah, it's not on there. It's not on there. I know. What was the other one? Oh, the other one wasn't on there either. Red. Yeah, they don't have any apparently. I I I looked for Red Dawn. No, but I mean, uh, I was Big thinking Big that. Uh, that one about down under. <laughs> oh, uh, shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that wasn't on there either. No. Okay, I'm gonna do choose rotten, rotten, random tomato, random okay. tomato. Well, I had this. I have this crazy idea. I'm gonna pick sci-fi. What should we do? I'm gonna. What's you the crazy idea? Is a crazy idea for your internet to cut out? No, I'm gonna do. Was... <laughs> no, you do rotten tomatoes fresh. I'll do sci-fi fantasy. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. Switching it up. Pressing the button. So I got one. Wow, this sounds weird. Oh, dang. I saw this one. I have to redo it. 105 Minutes, 2003. Silent Waters. Uh, religious extremists. Uh, oh, wait. Religious extremism takes its toll on a small Pakistani village in this drama set in 1979. Now living under martial law, the widow Aisha struggles to adopt. Oh no, adapt to Muslim rule. Her teen son uh, Salim resists pressure from his girlfriend to get a job and take up with a group of Muslim fundamentalists. When uh, Sikh pilgrims Jaswant comes to town, Aisha remembers long-forgotten secrets from her past. I don't know. That sounds intense. Not against it, but I don't know. So I got tiramisu. Tiramisu. Yeah, it's a. Looks like is it a? It's definitely an Asian movie. It says when Fung delivers a message to a stranger named Jane, and she's later killed. Her spirit inhabits Fung's body, and she cures his deafness. What? The two fall in love. And fall Fung, in love while in the same body? And Fung must decide whether to end his life to join Jane in the spirit world. What? That sounds crazy. I kind of like that one. It sounds insane. This, both of them sound crazy. How long is it? 105 minutes. Oh, the same time. This is 105 minutes too. What year? 2002. Oh, same year. Oh, this is 2003. These are very similar. This is a toss-up. I, I would go with yours, I guess. Fine, let's do it. Tiramisu. Tiramisu. It's like a crazy movie. A body, she spiritually inhabits his body, and now he has to decide whether he should kill himself to join yeah, her. Yeah, that's like a weird way. Yeah, why can't they just live together in the same body? I know. That seems way better. The end. That's like... They live in- <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's like the best of both worlds. Come on, guys. Um, All right. Well, that's... That oh the callouts we were supposed yeah. to do shoutouts before the thing yeah I know but uh, all right so 
Hey, everyone. We are part of a larger podcast, or I should say, entertainment network. Yeah, I mean, our podcast is part of a network. Yeah. We have a live YouTube show, which you are currently watching. Live. Uh, It's called the Soon to Be Named Network, featuring the Longbox Heroes broadcast, where Leonard and his friend Todd talk about comic books every week. It's very popular. They have thousands of listeners. Uh, there's the Dad Distractions podcast where Leonard and Brian talk about the foibles of being parents. <laughs> then, there's, then there's the Prodigal Sons podcast where Joe, I'm sorry, not Joe, Brian, oh my gosh, Ian and uh, Jared talk about the, oh, and Adam talk about random things in the news. They had some heated debate uh, last week and this week. Um, they had an extensive review of Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, that you didn't listen to. I did not listen to. I will listen to it after the, the fact. And then last but not least, Podvocacy, which is a pretty much 100% pop culture show where they talk, they do weekly reviews of the shows they like, which are like Daredevil, Blacklist. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, The Flash, Arrow, stuff like that. They're really uh, Gotham. They're really into that sort of thing. So if you really like pop culture, like comic-y... TV shows. TV shows, that's a place to go for that. So those are our network. Be sure to check them out. You can find them on their respective websites. Um, And you can find us on freshandparlance.com or freshandparlance on Facebook or Fresh and Par on Twitter. Or Fresh and Parlance on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. So... Uh, I think that about does it for this week. Uh, anything you'd like to add before we call it a quits? I think that is quitting time. All right. Um, so this is uh, Parlance saying it's closing time and I am not semi-sonic. <laughs> this is Fresher saying later taters.